Welcome to the Deep Dive, Emerald City Hockey's Seattle Kraken podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Deep Dive, Emerald City Hockey, Seattle Kraken podcast. We've got a really fun way too early episode for this one, RJ. Um, and really already, like this is one in which there might be some debate going on between you and I. Already we've got like some controversy between us, a little bit of a disagreement, an argument going on here. Uh, was going to talk about the hurricane and living through all that yesterday, but no, 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 no. That was all boring stuff. This is legitimate, okay, everybody? Help us settle this right now. So RJ, as we all know, is a big Excel spreadsheets guy. Everything, all of his podcast notes every week, he's all reading it off of Excel. When you see him squinting at a screen reading something, he's reading off of Excel. Just like that, yes. Uh, he's probably got some live transcription, and that's what he's reading right now. Uh, I basically never use Excel. I never did growing up. I still basically don't. And so now when we went to do a thing for later, which I'll get to, I opened up Google Sheets because it's the same thing, RJ. It's a cheap Excel clone. It, it doesn't work the same. It's not as intuitive. I, I just I I don't like it. It looks exactly the same to me. Like, they're, like nothing is different. I don't understand. I have both of them on my laptop. I'm looking at them. It's basically If you, if you the use same. it enough, you will notice the differences. I mean, the first one right here is that, like, when you hit enter, it doesn't just take you to the next one below it, right? The next, next cell below it. It just goes into the cell like it's about to start typing. No, I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, but then you hit enter again, and it goes down to the one below it. I don't want to hit enter twice as many times. You double tap, RJ. Did you not watch Zombieland? I have seen Zombieland. <laughs> yeah, no, I know always double tap, but no, you shouldn't have to double tap here. One of many differences. I I don't know. I I'd I'd prefer that's Excel. More, I'd Everyone argue, tell me I'm right. I'd argue that's more functional because then you can actually type in the cell. Like, why why would you want to go and double click to type in the cell? If you start typing, it will just start typing in the cell. Uh, the point is, enter? the right. point is, Sheets is exactly the same. Only it's got cloud storage, so you can access it anywhere. Like that was really handy in school. The few times I needed to use it, just log in at the school computer or whatever. Here we go. Log out. You're done. I don't know. All right, tell me I'm wrong, everybody, because I'm sure we've got people uh, listening that very much agree with you, RJ. <laughs> Because people yeah, have like, know jobs and have to use this stuff, but I'm sure that does make a difference. Yeah, I don't have time to litigate this for an hour, but everyone let Dylan know that he's wrong. Uh, Excel is the best. All right. Uh, well, that's probably a good idea also. The Seattle-based company, we should be defaulting to Microsoft and not Google. There you go. Dylan. Well, somebody we don't need to worry about that with is Queen Anne Beer Hall, sponsor of this podcast, <laughs> RJ, because we are all in agreement that Queen Anne Beer Hall is the best place outside of Climate Pledge Arena to go watch a Kraken game, get one of the big pretzels, do all that fun stuff there, uh, have the music, have the big goal horn whenever the Kraken score, all that good stuff, TV in every direction so you don't have to worry about it, you can ignore the person you're there with to watch the game, regardless of where you're sitting, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it really is so much better than the Google has cloud storage beer hall, huh, Dylan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so today we're continuing this month's trend of way too early because it's August and there is nothing really going on hockey wise. Um, and we have an exciting one. It's really kind of the first part of a two parter to finish out August here. Um, and so this week for way too early, what we are going to do is go game by game through the entire 2023-2024 Kraken's 82-game regular season schedule 
and we are going to pick if we think they are going to win, lose, or lose in overtime and collect that that wonderful Gary Bettman loser point, RJ. Um, we're going to go game by game, and we're going to pick and, and see what we think the Kraken season is going to look like. Pretty straightforward. Exactly. I don't, when I came up with this idea a couple of weeks ago, we were meeting in person. We're like, all right, what are we going to do for these way too early? So I'm like, what if, Dylan, we just go through every single game on the schedule, vibes only, and just just say what we think is going to happen. Don't even think about it ahead of time. We haven't even really checked the schedule. We know the first games in Vegas. You know, We know the home opener, but we haven't really checked that deep down the schedule. Just kind of let it play out as it does. And so, yeah, I think we're going to give that a try this week. Um, all right, so we're going every game, vibes only. Let's do this. I guess I guess we should just dive right in, right, RJ? I mean, you you did the math. We need to spend like not a lot of time on each of these. Exactly. I did the quick math here. I gave ourselves maybe six minutes or so for an intro, right? Because that's what usually happens. Yep. And at that point, on our usual hour podcast, you like fifty four minutes left, uh, eighty two games. So that gives us about thirty nine point five one seconds per game so we're gonna have to do this pretty quickly keep up a pretty good pace yep. uh talk about what we think is gonna happen but uh yeah let's let's get going because i think we're down to probably 38 seconds or so the more i talk oh, no. the less time we have per oh, game no. it's crazy to me that we've never seen anybody else do this before rj and there's probably a good reason for that but we'll find out uh all right october 10th opening night in vegas taking on the golden knights for their banner raising rj what do you think is gonna happen I think the Kraken are actually going to win this one. I think Vegas is going to be too hungover from winning the cup. We've seen this happen time and time again. I remember the Sharks playing the Kings after the Kings reverse sweep and Stanley Cup win, and the, the Sharks had a big win there. Uh, generally, those teams, first game back, banner night. I don't know. The more times I can think about it, they tend to lose. I, I think for most teams, that would be the case. Vegas is the perfect villain team, so that's not what will happen. They are the villain team. They will find a way to win. That, let's be honest, that's going to be the healthiest the Golden Knights are all season long. So if there is ever one game to say that the Golden Knights will win, it's the one game everybody's going to be healthy for them. So I, I think game one, I, I don't want it to be the case, but I do think that the season is going to start off with a regulation loss there. Then the Kraken go on the road to Nashville on the 12th, RJ. This one, complete opposite. Against this Nashville team, Kraken win this game. All right, we're in agreement for this game. I, I, yeah, I think the Kraken win this one. Nashville, I don't know, they were on the playoff bubble last year. Uh, but yeah, I think they've kind of taken a downhill trajectory this offseason. I do think UC Saros will keep him in the game. I think yeah. he makes 40 saves. Kraken win 3-1, though. And Jeremy Lozon do, does something funny. Yeah, uh, the only thing would be, you know, Kamel gets his first career hat trick for, for the Nashville Preds. That could be the only thing that could sink this boat, but I don't think he'd do that to me. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, next, on the road to St. Louis, RJ, to kick off, uh, to finish off this uh, three-game road trip to start the season. St. Louis is a team that um, they sold off a lot last year. They didn't really add some of those pieces back. I'm not too worried about St. Louis. I think this is another dub for the boys. 
I don't know. I'm kind of feeling a loss here. I think especially if they go crack and go two and zero to start the season, I think at some point something has to give the blues are going to be improve it mode after how bad last True. season went. I think I could see them rattling off five or six straight wins to start the season. Just one of those things you necessarily don't really see coming. Uh, and I think the Kraken might be a victim of it here. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I, I disagree. Uh, after that Kraken have a couple days off before the home opener against the Colorado avalanche on October 17th, RJ Kale McCarr coming back in the CPA, RJ. What, what's this Avs team going to look like? I don't know. What do you think's going to happen? I mean, I can't wait to be there, first of all. Hear the rain of booze that I'm sure will be showered upon Kale McCarr. Uh, but you know what? I'm I'm going to go with my same kind of theory with the, the you know cup hangover with the Vegas game. I think the Avs are going to have something to prove. The Kraken beat them in a pivotal playoff series You know that went seven games. I think Colorado is going to be motivated, and I think they will just edge this game out. It's going to be close. Uh, I'll I'll give it overtime. So I'll do the first overtime loss for the Kraken, but I think the Avs take it. That is interesting. I was I was kind of leaning that way, but then I thought, you know what? I think unlike with the Vegas game where the Kraken aren't going to be able to overcome Vegas for that that overall season opener, I think they're going to be able to overcome Colorado. I think it'll be close. Maybe it's an OT win for the Kraken, but I think the Kraken are going to find a way to win this game. They're not going to let Kale McCarr win in their for their home opener like they're just not going to that it's impossible so i i'm going with a crack and win here um on my board so next though uh carolina comes into town rj the sebastian ajo revenge game for the career in which he won't have now that he can't join the crack <laughs> showing uh, the crack and what they missed out on i guess yeah in a weird way yeah this is one where i think because of the vibes and them overcoming and beating colorado in the previous game i think this is a little bit of a hangover game for them so i i'm gonna have carolina taking this one I'm going to agree with you. I think uh, Caroline will take this one. Obviously, in, in my version, it's not the you know Colorado win hangover. Um, but yeah, Carolina's a really good hockey team. I, I think they've given the Kraken fits in the past, even though the Kraken had some big wins against them, especially in the first season. I'll, I'll have Carolina taking this one. All right, then the Rangers come to town on the 21st. RJ, uh, Shosturkin always does it to us. He just goalies always. us every time, and they're always playing in CPA in October, it feels like, and every year he goalies us because it's early in the season and he's fresh. I think that happens again this year. However, I think the Kraken are improved, and they get it to overtime before the loss comes in, so I do have them picking up their first loser point on my board. All right, I'm, I'm going to go Rangers win in regulation. I'll say 3-1 or something like that. Kraken outshoot the Rangers by a significant margin, but Shesterkin does his thing. All right. Then a couple days off before the Kraken kick off another road trip going to Detroit, RJ. Yeah, so with the Red Wings, I mean, I'm still waiting for the Iser plan to come together. I, I kind of need to see it before I can believe it. I think earlier in the season, they're still going to be gelling. They've got some new additions. They've got like Debrinket coming in. I think Debrinket's going to make some play that makes a Kraken defender look silly. Yep. I think it's not going to be enough to win. I think uh, Seattle takes that game. I do as well. And then off to Carolina. So the second game against the Hurricanes, RJ. I think this one... Carolina is a tough team. They always play us tough, but I think the Kraken can get a win here and kind of get that early season split against them. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm going to give them a win there too. Early season split. Just take one and one because I think I had the loss at home. Win on the road. I mean, that's a very Kraken-like thing, huh? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then on the 28th, going into Florida, RJ. Looks like a matinee game kind of for us. Um, oh, yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, Florida, interesting team. 
look, I, Florida, again, they're going to be healthy. I, I think at the beginning of the season here, I think this is going to be another L for the Kraken. Really? Against Florida? I, Kraken match up well against the Panthers. I know. I just think, you know, Kachuk and everything going on there. Barkov should be healthy again. Kachuk's not going to be playing, right? You don't think so? He's hurt from the cup final. Oh, that's true. You don't think he'll be healthy by then? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I still just, I don't know. I just don't get good feelings about it. I know we've always done well going into Florida. I, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna say Kraken win there, and I don't think it's gonna be particularly close. I think Florida's gonna have that that Cup final hangover. They're still gonna have some guys hurt. Yeah, Kraken win there for me. All right. And then on the thirtieth, last game of the month of October, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. What's going on there, RJ? Uh, I mean, we've seen this before on Kraken road trips with Florida. That you know, you get a big win, you do well, and then Tampa is just so so tough. I believe. The, the Lightning are the last team the Kraken have not beat. That's true. Yeah, because, yeah, we yeah. didn't get the win against Oh, and four year. against Tampa, yeah. yep. So I'm, I'm going to chalk up another loss here. Sorry, I don't think they get it done in Tampa. Uh, I agree. Not that early in the season. Give it a little bit of time, let Tampa wear down a little, and then maybe things will change. Uh, first game of November, back home at Climate Pledge Arena with Nashville coming to town. It's another win, RJ. I'm I'm not like feeling this Nashville team this year. I think the Kraken get another W. Yeah, I'm not feeling Nashville either. I I think we might even see you know the Preds backup goalie at some point. You know, in yeah. one of these two games, I think we'll we'll see Saros not play. Uh, this might be that game, especially in Seattle. It feels like in Seattle, the Kraken tend to get a lot of other teams' backups. So I'm gonna go with a win here with Saros not in net. All right, and then Calgary coming to town on the fourth. Look, this Flames team, RJ, has taken a beating every which way you put it over the offseason. I'm not too worried about them this year in the division, and I'm not worried about them in this game either. I think that's another win for the Kraken. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with an overtime loss. The Flames oh. always, even even last season, just gave the Kraken fits, even though everything was going wrong for them. Just something about the matchup there. I, I'm going to probably lean on that going forward in this podcast. Just the vibes of what I remember from past games. But yeah, I think this is one that maybe the Kraken feel like slipped away. You don't think that changes with the coaching change? I don't know. I the the. I, the players largely are still there, so I, I don't think it'll change. Okay. Uh, and then we go back on the road for a two-game road swing. First stop is Arizona, RJ. <laughs> Do we even need to, to talk about it? It's, it's, it's dub. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, the Coyotes, I think, are certainly improved for this season. Um, you know, Logan Cooley coming to the team, and you know they've got some reinforcements there, but... I don't think they're ready yet. Maybe by the end of the season, as it all kind of gels mm -hmm. together. But yeah, uh, this um, game, I think the crack can take it. A month in, not happening. Then uh, the last stop on that little road trip is in Colorado. This is where you know I have I have the Kraken winning that that game at home. I don't think they go into Colorado and get the win. I I, I don't think that's going to happen, especially if the Kraken get the win at CPA uh, the month prior. Not happening in Colorado. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with you here, even though I have uh, the Avs winning in overtime. I think it'll be a close game. I think the second one will probably be a close game, but I'll, I'll give it to the Avs in regulation. Um, they're they're a good team. They're going to be motivated. Like every game yeah. they play against the Kraken, they're, they're going to be motivated. Definitely. Then back home against the Oilers on the 11th, RJ. Can they stop Dreisaitl and McDavid? 
No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't think it. so. I've seen this too many times last season. Okay, let's pick how many McDavid points in this one. What do you think? Uh, it's early season in CPA. I'm going to say four. That's that's a real solid guess. That's where I was going also. I'll go four for McDavid. Only one for Dreisaitl. It feels like only one of those two tend to go off each yeah, game. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be like the goal that really just, you know, puts the game out of reach kind of thing. Right. I think like middle of the third period, it's it's maybe a one goal Oilers lead and then boom, that's the second, you know, the yeah. two goal lead and, and that'll do it. I could see that. Yeah, I could see him having the game winner in that. Um and then Colorado comes back to Climate Pledge Arena, RJ. Now, this is one where just because of how recent the previous one is, I think Colorado probably continues to build off of that and they come in and I think this will be an overtime loss for the Kraken. Okay, fair enough. Now, I think in my timeline, the Kraken have dropped the first two games to Colorado. I think this is the one they'll finally get over the hump here. Um, They're going to be feeling it, especially after an Edmonton loss. I think they're going to take that personally after mcdavid mm-hmm. puts up four points on them yep. i think they're gonna go out and they're gonna beat colorado at home and that's gonna be a big statement win yep uh and then go, oh boy isn't this lovely rj on the 15th <laughs> on the 15th of november you get to go to edmonton before returning home on the 16th but we'll get to that game in a sec so 15th in edmonton rj what's happening <laughs> oh man i i really wanted to pick a win here uh-huh. Because, you know what? I'll, I'll still pick a win here because oh, okay. I, I think they'll be riding the high from the Colorado game. They'll want to turn it into more than one win. You know, I think they'll want to get two wins in a row here. I feel like I've been going kind of, you know, win loss, win loss. A lot of this, they're near 500, I think, um, in my record prediction here. I, I think they're it'll be a statement game against Edmonton, who they just lost to. I think it's going to be low scoring. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have a really good game from I'm guessing, you know, let's say Grubauer in net because I think you'll probably give the backup the Islanders game. Yeah. Grubauer is going to play really well. He's going to have a bounce back. Give me the win. I think it's going to be an OTL loss. I think they're going to have back-to-back mm. overtime losses. Um, I just think it'll be – I agree with you. I think it'll be like a low-scoring 2-1 kind of weird game against Edmonton, but the star power in three-on-three overtime just gets it done for the Oilers. Or the shootout star power. Right. Either way, I think that favors them. Um, but now the next day, yes, on the 16th, you got to come back to Seattle and face the Islanders, RJ. I mean, they're not the scariest team in the world, but boy, it sure seems like they are good at capitalizing on situations like this, where the team traveled the day before. Yeah, this screams trap game to me. This is something we're, we're going to be well aware of at the time. Um I don't know. Certainly, given that I picked the win at Edmonton, I think I'm going to take the loss here against the Islanders. I, I do think they drop one of these two games. It's a tough back-to-back. Edmonton to Seattle, back-to-back days. I don't know how you win both. Yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a regulation loss for them as well. And then, you know, on the 17th that next day, everybody can be in full panic mode because I've got the crack and losing uh a lot in a row there, about five games, either in regulation or overtime. But I think Oof. things turn around on the 18th, RJ, when we go to Vancouver, because come on, it's Vancouver. I don't think Rick Tockett's going to have everything figured out for the Canucks early in the season. Certainly, if he does, it'll be a short little window. But this far into November, I, Kraken are just the better team, hands down. They are. It. But Dylan, you, you remember the Canucks curse. So it took a long time for the Kraken to finally beat the Canucks. Uh-huh. But you think now that they did that? It's over. I mean, it's yes. just going to revert back to what it should be. Yes, 
And I mean, like, what are we expecting, right? Like, are you expecting like a, a total turnaround from Thatcher Demko again? You know, Pedersen had a good se- season, but you think like Besser figures it out. Like, what is this Vancouver team even supposed to like look like and do? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think they're. we'll get to the division preview next week. But no, I, I, I don't think they're going to be very good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do think the Kraken will win this one. Talk it won't have everything figured out with the team by this point. We know what they do, right? They struggle early and then they'll they get out of playoff contention, essentially, and they go on a big run late in the season. So exactly. we'll see if they have any games against each other late in the season. I might not feel as optimistic, but yeah, chalk up the win here. Yep. Uh, I got them then, you know, making this a little bit of a win streak on the 20th against Calgary. It's again, it's at home against Calgary I just don't think Calgary is going to be a team that's going to bother the Kraken this year all right I mean we disagree on that a little bit but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to do the win here I had them losing actually both these Calgary games are at home to start off here both in Seattle Um, so I had them losing the first one I I think they'll win the second one they'll learn the lessons They, they won't take the flames lightly all right and then we have San Jose on the 22nd at home this is a Sharks team, RJ, that um, no longer has Eric Carlson. He was kind of everything for them last year. I mean, look, it's, they're a rebuilding team. They, they've got a lot of stuff to figure out. Another dub for the Kraken. Yep, another dub for the Kraken, another loss for the Sharks. I mean, they're, they're going to be losing a lot next season. Uh, I don't worry about this game at all. Yep, and then Vancouver again, RJ, this time at home in Seattle. Do you think things are different? You know, so this is... Carson Soucy's return to Seattle. It so this is. will be kind of a fun game. I think you'll have a nice tribute video up on the Jumbotron. And you know what? I think he's going to score a goal. Oh, interesting. But is it like I think he'll... a goal that's going to really matter, RJ? Yes. I think it's oh. a goal that's going to matter, but it's going to be early in the game. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to make it, you know, one nothing or, you know, two one or something like that pretty early in the game. So it, that is a goal that matters. Yeah. But I think ultimately the Kraken will come out on top. All right. I do as well. Then on the 28th, RJ Kraken go on the road and we get our first look at Connor Bedard with the Chicago Blackhawks. Is he going to light it up, RJ, against the Kraken? Is he going to be the latest Kraken killer? You know what? I, I think he's he's got to get at least one point in this game. Just I, vibes. I, I'm feeling him get a two point night. One one goal, one assist. Um, but I, I just don't see Chicago winning this game. I mean, they're still very much in rebuild mode. Um, but the real question, Dylan, does Ryan Donato get a point? It's a good question. It's our first time playing Ryan Donato. I think he could. Like that seems like the kind of thing he would do. You know. Yeah, it totally does. No, I mean, look, we saw how well he played against, you know, Minnesota, San Jose, yep. Boston, yep. his former Motivated teams while guy. he was in Seattle. I expect that to continue. I think he'll get an assist. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I, I It just seems but like, like jamming the puck to the net and then it just kind of pops open for somebody else. Like not just, yeah. a, you know, a pass, a, a secondary assist or whatever. He'll be right in the thick of things. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think he could even get a goal kind of net front just to like bury a rebound or something like that. I, I could see something mm-hmm. like that happening as well. And then last game of the month, November 30th, RJ against Toronto. Will this be a Martin Jones revenge game? No, <laughs> I do not think he will be starting a net for Toronto. That's the reason. I think if he was playing, it would be a Martin Jones revenge game. Uh, and I would certainly give the Leafs the win. Uh, just knowing how these things go. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I don't think Martin Jones will be in net. Uh, but I do think the Leafs are going to win this one. I think the Leafs will win it as well. I, maybe they'll stick Martin Jones in. I just think, you know, early on, I don't know. I think I think the Leafs will just have the firepower to kind of outscore the Kraken for that one. 
Um, all right, so into December, December 2nd against the Ottawa Senators, RJ. I mean, we had some big offensive explosions against them last year. I, I don't know. They got no Debrinket this year to try to keep up with. Yeah, I mean, is this the year it finally comes together for the Senators? I mean, they've been, you know, building talented players. Um, I don't. Did we get to see Chikrin last season? Play? I think we did. I think against for the, the last for that game late game did. post yeah. deadline. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, if I remember correctly, I think he looked pretty good. He did. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with an overtime loss here. I think it'll be a high-scoring mm. affair. I think it'll be a little bit sloppy defensively. Um, and yeah, just it'll get to overtime. You know, I'll go shootout loss. I mean, it doesn't oh. matter points wise, record wise, no. but I'll go shootout loss. Uh, I mean, look, we know how the crack can do in shootouts. Yep. The Sens have some real good talent there. Oh, that's what I'll go with. I think it'll be a regulation loss for the Kraken. I think it'll be like a 5-4 type situation where I'm, I agree with you. It's not going to be a pretty game. Like none of the games we play against them are pretty, but I, I think they'll be able to pull it out, the Senators. And then off to Montreal, RJ, as we finish this little Eastern Canadian road trip. Um, Canadians, I'm not feeling the Canadians this year. I think this is uh, back in the win column for the Kraken. Agreed on that one. Now, the question, though, Dylan, is Shane Wright in the lineup for this game? I know we've talked, done the whole prognosticating. Is he in the lineup? And if so, does he score a goal uh, like he did against Montreal last season? Look, he yes, because I've been on this boat of I don't think they're going to get the exemption to have him play for Coachella Valley. So I think he's going to be on the on the Kraken roster. And if he's in you know, on the Kraken roster, they're going to play him. I think he absolutely plays. I think this is his first game in Montreal against them. And I think he'd do well. I don't think he'll get a point, but I think he'll play super, super solid on the fourth line. Like that's what I think would happen. Okay. We're, we're pretty much in agreement here. Cause I think if he's in the lineup, I don't see him getting a point. He's going to play really solidly. Uh-huh. And I think also Slavkovsky will get an assist and then we'll hear no end of it. For the Montreal fans, even though we, we could look at it and see, okay, Shane Wright probably had a better game. Yeah, I I, I don't even think Slavkovsky will get an assist. I think I think people are going to walk away from that game going, Shane Wright still like looks like he's got it as a center, and there's still going to be concerns about Slavkovsky. But we'll find out. Um, from that game, Kraken get two days off before coming back home against New Jersey, who will probably have Simone Nemich playing with them another person Montreal could have taken uh instead of Slavkovsky New Jersey RJ it's a good team but the Kraken tend to stack up really well against them yeah they do I mean they've had some big wins in their history against New Jersey I think the Devils are a really good team they made some more improvements in the offseason this this is a tough one I could feel this one going to overtime I mean that's just that's my my first feeling with it I think it could go to overtime I, I do think I think the devil's taken in overtime though behind on the strength of two Timo Meyer goals. I will guess. I think uh, New Jersey's Jack Hughes won't get a point. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a shirt. He'll somehow he's going to find a way to miss the game uh, entirely. Uh, I think that there's going to, the uh, the bottom line is New Jersey this year is going to be really dangerous. Not only do they have the firepower up front and the responsible play of Nico Heischer, that blue line is insane. RJ, if Luke Hughes gets going and Nemich gets going, they could essentially have three pairings where they have like a 50 point defenseman on each one. Okay. So I, I think that, um, and, and the Kraken historically kind of struggle against offensively active blue lines like that, right? Like we saw what Kale McCarr can do to them in the past. I think they're just going to struggle in this game. And I think, um, it's a regulation loss. I don't know, but I think it'll be a fun game to watch hockey wise. Um, 
Then we get Tampa coming into town, RJ. Is this where the Kraken get their first ever Tampa Bay win? I I really want to say yes. I oh, want to believe it. I just RJ. can't. I just can't, Dylan. I'm sorry. Regulation loss. I think the Kraken will come out swinging. They'll they'll play a really solid, tight game, but they just will not be able to score. I think Vasilevsky and Net, and just they can't get one by him. I'll go two nothing win for Tampa. I think you're 100% wrong. I think this is where the Kraken get their first win over the Lightning. December 9th, everybody book it now. Don't actually put real money on that, though. Like, you know, don't <laughs> don't hold me to that. But I think this is where it happens. And then the next day, RJ against Minnesota, one of the flattest performances from the Seattle Kraken, I think. I think massive hangover game, hangover game 5-1 loss in regulation to Minnesota the next day. <laughs> Oof. Okay, that's that's an interesting guess there. You know, okay, so when you say 5-1, I was thinking Flurry shutout if that was the case. Oh, well, it could be that. I Flurry's getting a little if they old. Have the flat performance. One can get past him, you know? Okay, well, just the late late garbage time goal past Marc-Andre Flurry. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree. I just, I think Marc-Andre Flurry's going to start that game. The Kraken will struggle to get one by him, and, and they'll while to find a way to win in regulation all right and then on to the panthers coming to cpa rj this is one where i think we get an opposite result from where they played them earlier in the season i have this being a win for the kraken all right i'm gonna go with opposite result from earlier in the season i think it'll be a loss for the kraken okay um yeah, we kind of feel that Panther series just splitting there. Maybe Kachuk will be back at that point. Um, I think we'll have more reinforcements ready to go. All right. And then on the 14th against Chicago, Connor Bedard's first trip to Seattle. The problem is it's still on this Chicago team. That's not going to be any better. It's another win for the Kraken. Yep. Another win for the Kraken. I, I could see a Ryan Donato goal also. I think Just it's going to be a very loud cheer. Do you think that would be the loudest cheer for a returning former Kraken player in CPA history? Because I think it might be. You know what? Yes, I think you're right. He's I, the I'm most, trying to think of other options. Yeah, it, it has to be. Yeah, he's the most beloved player to have left the franchise at this point. He stayed around for a couple of years. Everybody got really attached to him for obvious reasons he's a fabulous human being um but more so than like you know Gio was only here for like the half season even though he was captain uh people were really happy to see Lausanne come back because he was playing for the other team but as far as like this is a player we all really really cherished and, and kept close to our hearts Ryan Donato is that first guy coming back for sure yeah, I, I think you might actually hear a noticeable cheer when he scores the goal, if that happens. Um, from the Blackhawks fans, but also I think some Kraken fans might stand up and applaud. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one for this home... If, if the game's out of hand, by the way. I'm yes. not saying they'll yes. just go cheer a goal against them. But like, let's say, oh, 5 nothing, 5-1, look at that. <laughs> yes. You know, hey, good job, Donato. Um, and then last game of the homestand against the LA Kings on December 16th. RJ, we match up well against the Kings. I think... You know, this could be a, an all-season-long battle when it comes to the standings in the division against them. I think, though, this this one starts off with a home loss uh, to L.A. I think we're thinking the same way, actually. Yeah, no, I think I think the Kings are going to do well. I, I mean, I, I picture Cam Talbot getting a, the start and, and doing really well for L.A. in this mm -hmm. game. It's just something I'm imagining with this one. Um, I can see Adrian Kempe getting a couple goals um as the kings take it maybe four two yeah i i just think it'll be one of those kind of just off games for the kraken 
Then they start a road trip going to Dallas first, RJ, going back to American Airlines Center, the site of where our season ended last year in that game seven of round two. And I think the Kraken show up, they play a great game, and they walk away with the loser point. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, I you've convinced me. I'm going to go with that. I was, th I was thinking an overtime win, but you know what? I, I think the Kraken will have a lead late. The Stars will do their thing. Uh, and they'll they'll find a way to win. I'll say actually in the shootout, I think both teams will play super conservative in yeah. overtime. It gets to a shootout, and and let's go Pavelski for the winner because of course, of course. I was gonna say, look, we saw them play not just in that playoff series, but also in the regular season. These two teams, it felt like every game was a one goal game. It could go either direction at any given time. Maybe I'm letting my last two experiences in that building influence me a little bit when I have the overtime loss, but it's going to be a close and exciting game that's going to keep us on the edge of our seats from start to finish because that's just what these two teams do when they play each other. And then, RJ, I get to sit like a mile and a half away from the ice up in the press bridge at Crypto.com Arena and watch the, <laughs> watch the Kraken come into L.A. to play the Kings where I think the Kraken get the win because that's what the Kraken do at Crypto.com Arena. They get done they do and i think they'll get another one there especially since we're both forecasting the loss a couple days ago at, at or a couple games ago at climate pledge arena i think they'll bounce back from that one i, I see this happening with a lot of these close games where i think they might take, take the loss at home and then get the mm -hmm. win on the road um we'll see if the team is kind of the same as they were last year that road warrior team but i, I could see that continuing yep now again maybe a little bit of a preview to what we're going to talk about next week but then they go and they play the anaheim ducks on the 23rd of december December. And I think the Ducks season, RJ, is going to start riding a high with all the fun young players, and then they're going to dip in performance a little, only to be rescued by John Gibson, who's trying to play his way out of Anaheim. And I think this is going to be one of those goalie games where John Gibson just gets us for no reason right before Christmas, because that's what he does. You know, I, I actually don't see that happening. I think right before Christmas, right before the break, I trust the Kraken to be in a rhythm, to be playing well. The Ducks are not a good team. I don't see John Gibson being a hero. I still don't see what the big deal is with him. Yes, he was really good five years ago. Hasn't been very good since. I'm not buying it. I think the Kraken take this win. He hasn't had anything to play for, RJ, but now he does because they're finally open to trading him. That's the difference. Um, all right, then the Kraken get a couple days off for Christmas before heading up to Calgary, RJ. Your, with your apparently your favorite bestest team ever in your mind, the Calgary Flames. Yeah, and I'm sorry, Dylan, but I'm going to pick another Kraken loss here. What's and it's wrong? partially because of the Calgary Flames, but also partially because they will be coming off a four-day break. The Kraken historically have not done well over, over breaks nope. of four more days. I think coming back, you're going to ah. take some lumps in that first game returning. Yeah, go ahead. It's a three-day break. 24, 25, 26. Well, it is a three-day break. I'm not changing my pick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just trying. I actually agree with you. It's in part because of the long break, in part because I have them winning the two games in Seattle already. I do think Calgary is going to find a way to win that one in front of their home crowd. And then the last game of 2023, RJ, against the Flyers at home. Philly comes in. Torts is coming into the building, RJ, if he's still with that team and they haven't fired him yet. It's going. I mean, what what do you think? What do you think, Dylan? Is Carter Hart still there? Is he starting? What's kind of hot? No, this is a win for the Kraken. Like, come on. I think yeah, the most the, the Flyers, 
Yeah, the most exciting thing. To, no, the most exciting thing to look forward to is does Gritty make the road trip to do something with Bowie? That's the only reason to even think about this game. Pretty much, and and I I don't think he will. So there's really not a whole lot of oh, reason. The only reason I could see this potentially being a trap game is that it's the last game before the Winter Classic. Yeah. And are you looking ahead to the Winter Classic? Are you thinking more? I'm sure they'll get getting questions nonstop about it. You know, they'll have that on their minds. I still don't think they'll get distracted. Maybe a little bit. It might be a closer game than it should be mm -hmm. against the Flyers, but I think the Kraken take care of business. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, RJ. Just like with the Will Borgen over-under on media appearances, just don't ask them questions about the Winter Classic before the game against the Flyers. You're in control of this. Just go and tell everybody But Dylan, that. we need to get the Winter Classic scoops. We need to know how they're feeling about playing on the ice soon. Uh, I mean, on the... Uh, on the, the ice soon, yes. That's what we're needing to know from <laughs> hockey players. What's it like to play hockey on That's ice? That's exactly what, How will it feel to play on the ice soon? <laughs> I only ask the best questions, Dylan. Yes, yeah, so well, we know that. Um, all right, so end of the year, RJ, should we see what we have their records at currently? Yes. Yep, let's do a, a little check-in here. All right, so I have the Kraken at 19, 14, and 4. Okay. I must have miscounted here because I have a different number of total games, I think. Okay, I might have um, double-counted at one point. All right. So uh, it's close. It's a one game difference. Yeah, so I've... it's 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 close. So I have them at 18, 13 and five. So that's that's actually quite close to yours. So yes. even though we it feels like we've disagreed about a lot of games. Right. It's like it's made up for each other. Right. Yeah. Um. So we have pretty similar records. We're basically going about as many wins as losses. Yes. So it's above NHL 500 because of loser points. Yes. But um, we're kind of thinking in that same neighborhood where about the same number of wins and losses, yep. uh, maybe a little bit worse of, of a pace than what overall last season was, um, but still pretty good record. That's good enough for playoff position, I yeah. think. Yeah, now I had made a note for myself way back in October that I might have double counted a win. I'm assuming that is what happened there, so I really have them then at 18, 14, and 4. So just, okay. just about 500 there. Um, I just don't think they're going to have the same hot start to the season that they kind of had last year in those first couple months. It's the bottom line. Yeah, like that really hot November and everything. I think that's yeah. going to be hard to replicate. I think it'll be a little bit more up and down. Yeah, exactly. But January 2024, new season, new look, RJ, as they step out onto the ice uh, for, uh, you know, that ice that they play on for the Winter Classic <laughs> against the Vegas Golden Knights for the 2024 Discover NHL Winter Classic. Dylan, what what do you think what do you think happens here? I'll I'll let you try and start on a good note here before I bring it down. I think that the Golden Knights are gonna Golden Knight this game and do what they do because any chance they have to be the most hated team in the NHL, they rise to the occasion so that they can be the most hated team in the NHL and they win a two one game that they make a boring slog just to ruin everybody's time because they're Vegas and I hate them. You know what? I that's basically exactly where I was going. And also just it it feels like the road team always wins every these time, outdoor games. Every time right? it happens, yes. It's so rare that a home team can actually win a game like this. I mean, let's see, we've been to two I know I've been to two, you've been to one. We went to the um yeah, the, the, Kings, the Ducks, Ducks Kings yeah. at Dodger Stadium. Wasn't that three nothing ducks? Yeah, it was yeah. It it was a Ducks win. Uh then you went to the one and uh at, at Levi Stadium. 
Right. And that was a 2-1 Kings win. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I'm picturing is that just kind of 2-1 yep. slog. Yeah. So un unfortunately, I think that's the way it's going to go. Hoping the Kraken proved me wrong with that. But uh, yeah, I I'm sorry. It's Vegas, too. I just that's the problem. Vegas. They could have given us anybody else. They got to force Vancouver. This, they got to force this dumb rivalry just because we're like new like them. Like, come on, get get over it, NHL. Um, huh. I guess at least they remembered we existed long enough to give us the winter classic. That was actually pretty good of them. Still, yeah, I'm no, honestly they, still they, a they little surprised. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, then after that, on the fourth, get a home game against Ottawa. This is where the Kraken are going to take out all their frustrations from that Winter Classic game, RJ. And those poor kids in Ottawa are just not going to know what hit them. Yep. I'm going 7-3 Kraken win. And, and some of those are garbage time goals for Ottawa, too, just because some sloppy defense when the game's already out of hand. Yep. Uh, I think that's a good one. And then uh, on January 9th, Buff oh, we go on a road trip, uh, East Coast swing, start off in Buffalo. Maddie gets to see his uh, the guy beat out for the Calder Trophy, Owen Power. They can take another you know classic photo together because that's all they do whenever they're in the same city. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this Buffalo game, RJ? Because Buffalo, you know, they're, they're on a team on the upswing. They are. The Kraken have never lost the Buffalo Sabres. They're 4-0 all-time against Buffalo. I think that's that winning ways that's going to continue. I, I'm going the opposite side of the Tampa thing. I think they're just going to continue to lose to Tampa, going to continue to beat Buffalo. Um, so I'm having to take the win here. I do as well. I think this is going to be like a big road trip for them as a whole as we as we continue to go through it. Uh, and that includes the next game against the Washington Capitals. Oh, wait, Dylan, hang on. I'm sorry. I need to switch my pick. Oh, what happened? I realized that there's, let's see, five, six, seven, eight, four games, four days off in between the Ottawa and Buffalo games. Oh, no, nah, this is the this is the time they break the curse. Yep. So anyway, I'm switching my pick there. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. I think I still think that the, the anger over the Winter Classic will be enough to get them through a four game swing. You know why? Because they're going on to the road. So one of those days will be a travel day for them. So it won't feel like a day off. Okay. That's that's possibly that's my galaxy brain approach to that <laughs> to justify my pick of a win. Uh, then on to Washington against the Capitals, RJ, you know, outside of Ovi chasing Gretzky, there's not much to look at for this Capitals team. I think that's another win for the Kraken. Agreed. I think the Kraken had a really good game against the Capitals last season. They felt was one of those you know, banner games that they wanted to model yeah. their game after. I think that's something they still remember. It's something the players still talked about at the end of the season. Yeah. So, you know, it stuck with them. And, and look, the Caps are not going to be an easy out. They play teams nope. really tough. I think the Kraken are going to step up to the challenge and they're going to be the more talented team. I agree. Then RJ... It finally happens. We get to play the Columbus Blue Jackets and we get to see Mike Babcock coaching again, RJ. Isn't it going to be <laughs> exciting? Um, not to mention the imaginary Jake Bean revenge game for not picking him in the expansion draft. That's the other fun thing to look forward to. This one's tough for me, RJ, because I want to pick against Mike Babcock because I don't think he's going to be a good coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But at the same time, Johnny Hockey, Patrick Laine, if they figure out all that stuff there, I mean, they, they could be an okay team. They could. And I do think at least for this game, they're going to put it together. Now, one thing I remember from the game in Seattle against the Blue Jackets last season I mean, one, they were just such a bad team, so beat up. I mean, you could tell it was basically an AHL roster, but they played really hard. And Elvis Merzlikens uh, just played really, yep. really well. He kind of had the Kraken's number, kept the Blue Jackets in it for a long time. And if there was just any scoring talent 
on that team. Anybody could put the puck in the net. I think Columbus would have won that game. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have some more of that this season. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be an OTL loss for the Kraken. I think I'm going to I'm gonna really downplay Columbus probably before that game. Talk about Mike Babcock. Talk about, you know, Ken Johnson and I'll rag on him. And then they're just going to put it together just to spite me and prove me wrong. Just feels like something that'll happen in mid-January, RJ. Uh, and so I think it's going to be an overtime loss for the Kraken. Johnny Hockey with the game winner. And we have to watch his little smiling, happy face out there. Um, then... On the road, the new, the new old look penguins, RJ. <laughs> or should I say, the old new look penguins? Uh, Eric Carlson joining the Penguins, RJ, as they try to make one last geriatric push for a Stanley Cup. What do you think happens? Uh, first of all, overall, I think it's not going to work out. Um, I, who knows if Eric Carlson's even healthy by this point in the season? But uh, yeah, I think he will be. Actually, I think he will play in this game. I think he'll have a couple points, but I think he'll make a crucial defensive mistake or, or just get walked around maybe more than once uh, in a way that leads to a crack in game winning goal. So I, I've got Seattle taking this one. I also have Seattle winning this game. I think this game will be 5-3 and all the Penguins goals will be on the power play. Interesting. Okay, that's a bold prediction. I uh, like that. Bold prediction time. The Penguins might be the first team like ever to have more power play goals than even strength goals this year. <laughs> Like, I think that power play is going to be lit, and I don't think the rest of that team is going to be lit at all. It's going to be very dim and dark. Um, all right, then next night off to MSG to play the Rangers, RJ. Back-to-back nights. You know what? I think it'll be back-to-back wins. I don't think Shesterkin's going to goalie them at Madison Square Garden. Oh, you beat me to it. Oh, yeah, no, I... I... <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I, yeah, I think the Kraken finally figure him out. I, I think they get enough past your It's going to be low scoring, but I think they're yeah. going to play really well defensively. And number one, stay out of the box. I think they'll take one penalty all game. Yeah. And that's going to be key with the Rangers power playing being as good as it is. Yeah, I think so. And then uh, last game of the road swing stop off in Edmonton where um, McDavid and Dreisaitl do their thing. This is a loss for the Kraken. Yep, got to agree there. They just scare me too much. I think this is the Dreisaitl game, though. Yeah. David's only going to get one point. Dreisaitl's going to get like four or five. Yeah. It's going to be most of them on the power play. Yep. After that great discipline against the Rangers, all the penalties are going to come out against Edmonton. And three of them are going to be set up from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Okay. And uh, then on the 21st, come back home, kick things off against Toronto. This is the Martin Jones revenge game. Calling it now. Oh, you think so? I absolutely. Come on, look at it, RJ. Just look at it right there on the schedule. Look at it. It says Martin Jones revenge game. The subtext is there. Let's see. Uh, 6 p.m. Tickets as low as $126. I don't see Martin Jones revenge game. Uh, it's there. They wrote it in white font, so you can't see it, but it's there. They, they did one of the oh, old resume gotcha. tricks, you know? There you go. So you must have highlighted it there. Okay. So I I don't think it's Martin Jones revenge game. I don't think he plays in this one. Um, That'd be pretty cool if he did play. Um, But yeah, I do think it's still a Leafs win though. I just, it seems like they always kind of blow out the Kraken except for, you know, the one time I think it was like a five, one Kraken win, but it's not going to be a close game either way, I think. But uh, yeah, I think Toronto just takes it in Seattle. It just, I don't know. Yeah. It scares me. No, Toronto has to keep beating the Kraken so that all of the Toronto media continues to forget we exist. That's just fate. <laughs> That's just yeah. how it works. It has nothing to do with the team on the ice. It all has to do with the media off of it. All right. 
Question for you, Dylan, though, um, for the, the two games in Seattle that the Leafs have played the Kraken in Seattle, uh-huh. they had five goals and they had six goals. Do the, can the Kraken hold them under five in this one? Yeah, I think so, because it's going to it's going to be a Martin Jones revenge game. It's going to be a goalie situation. It'll be a low scoring right. affair. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then off to Chicago, uh, Chicago coming to town on the 24th. It's another win for the Kraken. Yeah, we are we going season sweep against Chicago? I, I think we both are. That feels yeah, pretty safe. Yes, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, um, and then St. Louis comes to town on the twenty sixth. Now that was one of our first big disagreements at the beginning of the season. How are you feeling about St. Louis at this point in the season, late January? Uh, not as good. I think they won't just be like shot out of cannon like the like the beginning of the season. I think things will have slowed down for them a little bit. I think the Kraken will remember that game from earlier in the season where uh, St. Louis might appear more motivated than a two and zero Kraken team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the Kraken get the win. I think this is going to be like kind of the opposite thing. I think this is going to be an overtime loss for the Kraken because like Bennington does something to get in their heads and the Kraken just kind of lose it. Um. Then Columbus comes to town. Mike Babcock coming to town. RJ, are you excited? You gonna go see, listen to him talk? Yay! Right. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, I think things are a little different this time. I think Kraken take care of business at home. Bjork Strand's gonna get two goals and an assist against his former team. There you go. Two goals and an assist. Okay, I, I like that call. Yeah, I think the Kraken will take care of business. I think they'll kind of bust through the goaltending for Columbus. Maybe they'll even see the backup or something. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll work out pretty well for them. Yeah, see, and you think Bjorkstrand will be the, the whole story of that game, but really what will be a story is the fact that he was playing on the center, the second line centered by Shane Wright. That's going to take up everything. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I the story. Yep. I don't know why I threw that in there, but here we go. <laughs> and then on the 30th, uh, the Kraken make the trip to San Jose. Um, again, this Sharks team is just bad, RJ. It kind of feels like Chicago. It's just whenever we play them, I think you just have to count on a win. Right. And I, I do remember around this time of year last season going onto the road in San Jose and seeing the Kraken completely lay an egg. Um, but I don't think that happens this time. I think they'll put up eight goals in this game all right i think they're yep sharks are just gonna be you know in tatters the 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 defense kraken will put up a whole bunch of goals um on let's see which sharks goalie will be in that who do they even have anymore i don't even Um, can i name any uh they got uh blackwood from oh mckenzie blackwood yeah actually blackwood's been good against the kraken though i think i seem to remember him having well, good you've games already called a, you've already else. called an octo game so you can't uh all right so it's capo and then <laughs> all right there we go matches up then we get the all-star break to start february rj before they started on a little east coast road trip in philadelphia this feels like like why do all these flyers games feel like trap games what's up with that who did that i know both of them uh, I think the Kraken can can find a way to win this one, though, because the Flyers are that bad. They are that bad, but I'm going to go OTL. The the long all-star break, Dylan. Ugh. I mean, it, it just it it scares me, especially. I mean, what? It's more than 10 days off. I, I think it's going to take a little while for them to get back into sorts. I just I'm OK. Here's my my positive prediction for this one. Uh-huh that nobody will get hurt on the first shift back like okay. Andre Burakovsky did. 
I think they'll avoid that fate for a second straight year. All right. I I would be very, very happy with that one. Then they go up. They play New Jersey in New Jersey. Again, I just think this New Jersey Devils team is kind of a step above what they've been the last couple of years. And that's another L for the Kraken. Agreed. On the road, it's going to be really tough. I think Dougie Hamilton gets a couple goals. Ah, man, that, that blue line's stupid. Uh, and then... The Islanders, RJ, the very next day, because that's the only way we can play the Islanders, is the day after another game. Uh, I think the Islanders this time, they, they get the win. So I think it's another regulation loss for the Kraken. All right. You think uh, two regulation losses and back-to-back games. Yep. I think they'll bounce back after that Devils game and they'll beat the Islanders in a close one, but I think goaltending will be the difference. Yeah, I kind of have the Kraken entering a little bit of a slump here as we move into Boston. I have no idea who's going to score the goals for Boston, RJ, but I think Boston is going to use the all-star break to make some wheeling and dealing happening, and they're going to make a big trade. This will be one of the first games for a big-time player with the Bruins, and then also the goaltending and defense. I think the Kraken dropped this one as well for a three-game skid. I I like the specific prediction there with the trade and the new trade acquisition coming in. I could see that happening. Um, Morgan Geeky, though, It'll yep. be Geeky's first game against the Kraken. Yep. Do you think he factors into the scoring at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like, I could, I see like mean, a, how? a By scoring. rebound type of thing. Oh, no. I know, no. I know. It'll be a defensive breakdown he like takes advantage of. Like Dumoulin pinches up, falls down like he did 7,000 times last year. And then, you know, Geeky just comes in and scores just off the rush the way he scored a lot of goals for the Kraken last year. All right. Yeah. I mean, that, that would, that would kind of fit the pattern of, of how he would score the goals And yeah, I could, I could see some defensive pinches coming back to bite the crack. And look, yeah. I think the Bruins are also going to remember that game in yes. Boston That's last part of season, it too. three, nothing shutout. I think they're going to get on the board early. Yeah. And, and I think Morgan geeky, um, you know, maybe he doesn't score, but he wins like he wins like 10 of 13 faceoffs. <laughs> right like yeah. he just keeps the kraken from doing anything and he's a big disruptor i could easily see that happening as well so uh that's that's that i do think the kraken have a little bit of a skid there however they come home against the detroit red wings and they right the ship a little bit and i think they get an overtime win okay overtime win for the kraken there um this is a tough one for me to pick now dylan from one former kraken to another daniel sprong yeah his return to Seattle. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you think the reception will be like? I think, I think the fans are going to love him. I think it, he's going to get, you know, that tribute video. Um, but does he factor into the scoring at all? I mean, it, if he does, it's gotta be a goal, right? No, you don't think so. I don't think he does. No, I, I right. think you I think Sprong stays I, quiet. Yeah. I think Sprong's going to have like 13 or 14 goals next year. Really? Okay. Yeah. Predicting some regression there. Yeah. I think, I think his whole thing only worked because of the matchups and stuff he was able to get as a fourth liner. That's not going to be the case in Detroit cause they're paying him. And I think he's just going to struggle all year long. And I think he's the kind of guy that if he struggles, it'll get in his head and then it'll spiral and blah, 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 blah. And he just looks like the same Daniel Sprong that existed pre Seattle. All right. I think he scores in this game on the power play in garbage time as the Kraken already have a big lead. Okay. Uh, so I think, I think Seattle wins this one. All right. Then on the 22nd, Vancouver coming back into Seattle. This time, I think things will be a little bit different. RJ, this is where I think the Canucks get a W. Yeah. We're finding some agreement here. I think talk, will have the team motivated. I think, uh, the Canucks win will come in the shootout though. I think it'll be a close enough game. Um, 
I think Kraken blow a lead in the third period, Canucks tie it up, overtime, you know, neither team scores, and then Pedersen shootout winner. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. Yep. Uh, Minnesota comes to town on the 24th of February. I mean, we're getting close to you know trade deadline here, RJ. Things are going to be moving and shaking. I don't know. I just don't feel like we're going to do well against the Wild this season for some reason. Like, every time I see them and I just get this, like, pit in my stomach, like, ah, oh, that's not going to be a good one. So uh, I'll say another loss. I do, too, in general, but that's mostly because of Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> and I think the Kraken avoid the Fleury start okay. here. And so they'll get the win. All right. Sounds good. Uh, then Boston comes to town, comes to Seattle on the 26th. This time, I don't think they get the Morgan Geeky revenge game. I don't think their new acquisition matters. This is just Boston doesn't have enough offense to keep up with the Kraken. Kraken get the home win. Yeah, I've got to agree with that, especially if that first Boston game goes the way that we think it'll go. Mm-hmm. I think the Kraken will, will bounce back. And I don't think the Bruins will be this, you know, almost unbeatable regular season team again this year. You know, certainly losing Bergeron, losing Krejci. I, I think it'll be a, you know, playoff bubble type of team the Kraken will be facing and it'll it'll look much more beatable. But RJ, they have coach of the year, Montgomery. Yes, uh, that that's true. They do. I I, I didn't consider that. So we all know that really matters. Uh, and then to to finish off the month, RJ on the 29th of February, Pittsburgh Penguins come to town. I, I think there could be some magic for the Penguins in that game. Really, you do leap your magic. Yep, leap your magic. That's right. It's on the leap day. <laughs> Yep. And so they're all going to feel their ages if they if they were, you know, born on a leap year. And so they're going to feel like 13 year olds, all those old guys on the Penguins, RJ. And I think they come out and they get the win. Okay, that's interesting rationale for that. I I still think I'm not a believer in this Penguins team. I I just I think they kind of flop. And so I'll I'll predict two Kraken wins against them. I think Seattle takes this one. They take the leap year magic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm going with the Kraken win. All right. So now as we look at March, RJ, let's go over our records again, because, you know, early March is going to be when the trade deadline is. It's when it usually is. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming nothing's changed. Uh, I have the Kraken at 29, 23 and six. Okay. I have them at 31, 20 and seven. So a little bit ahead of you again. All right. That's a lot of, we're both predicting though, a lot of OTL losses this year for the Kraken. Yeah, I know. We have seven OTS. I mean, do the shootout results from last year, are they kind of swaying us a little bit? I know shootouts don't happen that much. The Kraken, you know, they, they stumbled early in overtime last year, and then they really righted the ship as far as their three-on-three play. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think we just maybe see a lot of close games, and that just results in OTLs. We predicted some overtime wins as well. Yes, I, I do think it's going to be one of those where I think the Kraken are a better team, right? They're progressing, and they've reached the point of progression where they can take good teams to overtime, but they haven't quite reached the level where you can consistently beat good, really good teams in overtime. And so I think that's the kind of the progression. Like they, they lost to the, the really good teams in regulation before. Now they can get them to overtime. And then maybe next year it becomes the year where it's like you're beating the really good teams and you are a really good team. Um, but that's where we stand uh, with these records, though. It sure would signal that they would be buyers at the deadline going into March. Yeah, definitely. And I think we, we're both 
predicting that, that the Kraken saw last year is basically it's all gravy, whatever happens. And, and so Ron Francis really wasn't that big a buyer at the deadline. Yes, you bring in Megna. He doesn't actually you know play, play for you at all in the playoffs. Small acquisition. Uh, but this year, I think whatever holes that they may have, I think they're going to try and patch up through some trades. I think you will see players coming in and, and certainly post deadline as you look at teams on the schedule they play against who might be sellers. This is when you tend to have games games that uh, you know might be a little bit more lopsided where teams are maybe you know tanking for that that top draft pick as well yeah. uh, who have let go a lot of their better players yep all right so to kick things off in March we have the Oilers on the second so it's a loss for the Kraken look the Kraken <laughs> yeah. could win one of these games against the Oilers but like good luck picking which one is that fluky day Exactly. You, you just you don't know. And I certainly I just don't think it's going to be at home whenever the Oilers come to Climate Pledge Arena. I just have this sense of dread from the game. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of excitement of getting to watch Connor McDavid put up multiple points like that's just fun to watch as someone who enjoys hockey. But it just feels like an inevitability. Yeah, one day I'll see him play uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, Calgary Flames on the fourth. RJ uh, crack and go and do a, a little two game back to back day Canadian road trip. Uh, with Calgary on the first day, I think they find they get back to their winning ways against the Flames for this one for me. Yeah, I, I think they do too. And against a Flames team that by this point in the season, I will th- I do think will be on be the downswing. Some other players may have been moved at this point as well. Yeah, yeah I'm going to agree with you. Now, next up, they have Winnipeg on the fifth. When is the trade deadline, RJ? Because could this be like after a big Winnipeg sell-off? Let's see. That will be NHL trade deadline 2024. Because um, I think that that kind of determines what I might go with for this game on the 5th and the 8th, depending on where this trade deadline is. Right. I I don't know that they've... They, they must have... They must have I mean, named a date for it. It must I can't be find somewhere. It. All right. That's fine. March 9th. To, okay. March 9th, 2024. Okay. So March 9th. Okay. So it's going to be after both of these next two games against Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg wins the game on the 5th, in part because it's a back-to-back road trip night for the Kraken, and that's just rough. And I think Winnipeg guys are going to be trying to play their way out of Winnipeg. So I think this game on the 5th will be a loss for the Kraken, RJ. Okay. And then I think they'll win on the 8th because Winnipeg will be sitting anybody of relevance prior to the deadline. Okay, you kind of beat me to this here with the with these two because I I do think Winnipeg wins on the fifth in Winnipeg. Those, uh-huh. those games are always tough for the Kraken. Yeah, and then I think on the eighth you're going to have the Jets probably have sold at some point, and the Kraken will have bought. And I think you're going to see the debut, certainly the home debut for some new player for the crack. And I think Francis, even though the deadline's the next day on the ninth, I think he's going to get ahead get of it done by early. A few days. I mean, that's that's what yeah, he's think- done the previous two trade deadlines. Right, exactly. I think that's his MO. We're going to see the home debut for some new Kraken player. I think they're going to step up and have a multi-point night uh, and lead to a win against Winnipeg. Very, very nice. Then a couple days off before Vegas comes to town, RJ, for their first trip into Seattle, not for the Winter Classic. I think Vegas gets the win. I think they're going to come in puffing their chests about the Winter Classic, and then they'll just be able to back it up because I hate them. 
Yeah, that's basically what they do. I can't have nice things against Vegas. Um, and they're, they're going to still be in a fine and spot in the standings. Who knows what It'll trade line, trade deadline shenanigans they pulled out to that they're going to walk in with. They'll just have, you know, whoever. And it's acquired just some be... $9 million player somehow. Yeah. And, uh, and it'll be good because Mark yep. Stone will be returning uh, the first game of the playoffs. Exactly. So, yeah. Then Ovi comes to town with the rest of the Capitals, RJ. I assume there will still be players on that team come the 14th. I don't know <laughs> that we'll be able to name any of them because they'll all either be hurt or uh, somewhere else. But uh, that's a, that seems like a good bounce back game for the Kraken. Give them a win. You know, I'm, I'm going to say it's a, a regulation loss. I know that I know the Capitals they'll probably have sold off. I think they'll be closer to playoff position than you think. Uh, and they they won't have sold as much as you think. And and Ovechkin I think he'll just step up and and score let's say two power play goals. He has he scored a nice one in a climate pledge. Was it last season the season before? But I think he hasn't really shown anything like super special where he's taken over a game yet. I think that's the time he's going to do it. Kraken feeling just a little too down after the Vegas game too. Maybe not quite confident enough. That'll be one where, okay, for the next game against Nashville, you really have to, you know, have it be a get right game. Yeah. Uh, Against Nashville. I know I've had them win the first two games. I think Nashville might buy at the deadline just because Mm -hmm. uh, it just feels like something Barry Trotz might do. And I think it'll make a little bit of a difference. So I think Nashville could actually win this game at CPA. Okay. Um, you know I, what? I'll make it an overtime loss for the Kraken. That's where I was actually, that's where I was going to go. I said, I think it'd be a close game, but Nashville edge it out. And this is kind of where you have your mini post trade deadline panic. Like, Oh, should they have stood Pat like last year? Cause it all worked so well last year. Yeah. Are these moves actually a mistake? What's going on? I think at that point you'll start to maybe see those questions. See, I think you're a little too early because I think the Kraken lose in regulation to Buffalo next game. And that's when it really kicks in. But I just feel that just feels like a game in which like Owen Power and Tage Thompson just like step up and they're just like, wow, we're like unbeatable when we're on. Yeah, I I think Buffalo, this is tough because I like for the narrative, because I see them losing. I'm looking ahead in the schedule. I see them losing that next game in Vegas. Uh Right. Yeah. All right. You know what? I I, I do think the slump continues. Regulation loss against Buffalo. Okay. See, I think this is where everything turns around on the 21st going into Vegas. Kraken (laughs) pick up their first win against the Golden Knights this season. All right. Because that's that's the that's the thing for the Kraken to do. Right. Vegas has has ruined your season up until this point. They've dominated all these games. They're they're all high and mighty and full of themselves. And they were still able to beat you on the 12th. This is the time. Uh, you know, Philip Grubauer shows up to that game wearing a Batman costume or something and the Kraken go out there and they dish out some justice for the winter classic and the way the rest of the season matchups have gone. And they, they stun a Vegas golden Knights crowd in Vegas. I love that narrative. I love that story. I I want to believe it. I I just can't. I think Vegas takes the series, the season sweep. I'm going to go with another loss for the Kraken. And then at this point, it is really gut check time because you're looking at what one, two, three, four, five straight losses in, in my scenario here. And uh, and then you're going on the road here for the very next day for a back to back in Arizona. Yeah, I forgot to mention, I mean, Jonathan Marshall is going to be the only healthy guy for the Vegas Golden Knights in that game. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I don't know if that changes your and, and whatever no name goalie is in net at that point who yes. will have 45 saves and win the game. Yeah, no, nah, I think the Kraken get it done for that one. The very next night they go to Arizona. Is this the trap game for Arizona, RJ? Arizona's had a season to uh, most of the season to gel, like you were saying earlier, and it's the night after a big game against the Golden Knights. It, is this something that the Kraken should be worried about this game on uh, March 22nd in Arizona? No, I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because, I mean, well, in your scenario too, they're coming off this big win against Vegas. They're going to be feeling good. I think yeah. they're going to feel like finally figured it out for me. I think they're going to feel like seasons on the line here. We yeah. absolutely need to win this game at the, at this point. And I think they will. I think they're going to be a better team than Arizona, certainly at this point. Um, and the Kraken are not going to be saved by a, a hero effort in Vegas. I think they're going to be saved by far and away the easiest stretch of their season, which is coming up here. And just some bad opponents, some plain old bad opponents. And Arizona is the first of them. And so I think they take the win here. I think, yeah, and you know what the bottom line is? All the incredible Kraken fans in Arizona are going to help them out, right? Because regardless of what happens that previous day against Vegas, we've seen it. I've seen it live in person. It's incredible. Kraken can't lose in Arizona. I just don't see how it's possible in front of those fans. Um, all right, so then coming home for a, a road, a, a, a road, a, a, a road break, RJ, otherwise known as a homestand, uh, and the Kraken <laughs> get to start that off against Montreal, and I think you know what, that's a nice easy W for them. Agreed. I think you build off the momentum you take from that Arizona game. You play against Montreal. I think also in that in that losing streak, we get you know the Vegas, Washington, Nashville, Buffalo, Vegas. I think they're really going to struggle to score. I think that's how mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And all of a sudden the goals are, are going to start going in for him. I think you're going to see that offensive explosion a little bit in Arizona. You're going to get some bounces. Montreal, I see the same thing happening. I can see them putting up five or six. Poor Jake Allen. All right, then next <laughs> next two games, RJ, 26th and 28th against Anaheim, both games at Climate Pledge Arena. I think they're both going to be wins for the Kraken. I think one of them will be close. One of them will be a blowout, but I think they're both Kraken wins. I just think post-trade deadline, the Ducks are going to have really nothing left. Get, give me two W's. You know, I, I see the first one blow out, the second one close as the Ducks kind of regroup and, and get it together, maybe have some better goaltending. But yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. I think the win streak is rolling. This stretch of the schedule, I think, is going to play out really well for the Kraken right into the home stretch, right before the playoffs. And as I'm looking at this, I'm just, I'm so pleased seeing these teams lined up on the schedule uh, at this point, right in late March, early April, when it's time to build confidence. Mm -hmm. And then to close out the month of March, you get Dallas at home. And I do think that's a regulation loss. I think Pete DeBoer pulls something out special for that one. I think the Kraken ride the momentum and, and they take a close win. I think Ottinger has one of those off games like we've seen him have at Climate Pledge before. Okay. I think they sweep the homestand. Um, and especially given the results from earlier in the season, I haven't we haven't split this by home and road record, but I think right. I picked a lot more you know, clutch wins on the road than at home. I think they start to reverse that narrative here and they keep the momentum going. Okay. Uh, and then to kick off the final month of the regular season, RJ, April 2024, on the 1st, April Fool's Day, get to go into San Jose. And get another win. Yes, that's that's what happens. Um, you know, as long as you, you put in some basic effort, you should get that win in San Jose. Certainly post-trade deadline. I think the crack will be on a roll at this point. Uh, five straight wins coming into it in my scenario. They make it a sixth in San Jose. 
All right, and then into Crypto.com Arena again, RJ, to face the Kings. Again, like I said before, Kraken beat the Kings when they're playing in L.A. It's just what happens. That's another dub for me. Yep, agreed here. I'll go seven wins in a row. The Kraken really catching fire. Those trade deadline acquisitions playing more of a role here, kind of gelling on the team. It just, it'll take a little bit, uh, but it'll finally come together here. And I, get, I just love seeing these California games on the schedule. It just it feels like easy money. Yep. And then Anaheim on the fifth. I actually think this one, the Ducks show up for at home for them. And, and after dropping the two the previous week in Seattle, and I think the Ducks win this game. You know, I think the Ducks are going to be this season's version of what Arizona was last season, where you play them like three times in rapid succession and they're just so hapless. There's nothing that they can do about it. So give me another crack and win here. I, I think just that's where the ducks are going to be at at this point. They might score some goals. You know, they might make it fun or interesting, but I, I just, I think the Kraken uh, will have their number. You, you don't think that uh, the magic of, you know, Zegris, McTavish, Drysdale, maybe even Car Leo Carlson on that roster. They can't, they can't just magic one game out. Vibes only. I feel like one of those guys like Zegris or McTavish will be injured and will not be playing at this point in the season. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, speaking of Arizona, last game of the season against the Coyotes, RJ at home on the ninth. You know, I think Arizona, Anaheim is this season's Arizona. Arizona is not this season's Arizona. Okay. I think they're finally going to put it all together. Logan Cooley is going to have a big game. Nick Schmaltz is going to score the game winner. Uh, and the Coyotes are going to take this one. That's a fun one right there. Uh, I think this is a win for the Kraken, but I have them dropping that game against the Ducks, so it evens out. And then uh, last home game of the season, RJ, fan appreciation against the San Jose Sharks. We've had them winning every game against the Sharks this season, RJ. Why do I feel like this will be an L? Why? I know. I, it's because we picked them to beat the Sharks like easily all the other games this season. It feels like we've just assumed that that's a win. And that at, at some point, you know, look, I do think the Sharks going to have one win against the Kraken this season. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it's going to be. I agree with that. But I, I don't think it's going to be here the Kraken they get up for fan appreciation night mm -hmm. they really do I mean it's uh, yeah I I think it's still going to be a win I, I mean look I'm picking all wins against the Sharks this season okay. I, I think there'll be one loss as I just they're a bad team like there's nothing yeah there's nothing wrong with picking a season sweep of the Sharks like the Sharks are going to be one of the worst teams in the league um yeah and and like yeah and I, I just fan appreciation night too i mean they they showed out for fan appreciation night year it's one true. year two was against vegas so that's vegas yeah. if any team has the opposite energy of the vegas golden knights it's the san jose sharks that is very I mean, true it, give me the win there that is very <laughs> true all right and then a road trip to finish the season starting off in dallas on april 13th i think that the crack can get the win over the stars for this one all right, so I, we're going to basically flip these past two Stars games. I think they'll get the win over the Stars at home as part of that long win streak. Mm -hmm. I do think they drop this one, especially with it being a, a matinee game. I think it's just going to throw them off going onto the road for a, a game in the middle of the day. Uh, I think it's going to be a regulation loss. See, I think that's going to happen the next day against St. Louis. Back-to-back kind of midday weekend games. I think they drop that one to St. Louis in regulation. 
I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. I think that weird stretch of just going on the road for back-to-back games, both of the midday games, you're off your time zone too. You're in central time. I don't know. I think it's just going to throw them off. Yeah, give me losses on both ends of that. All right. And then uh, whatever shell of a Winnipeg team is left on the 16th, uh, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be much, and I think the Kraken can get the win there. I'm gonna go overtime win here. I think Winnipeg will play the Kraken closer than you might think. I think it could mm-hmm. be one of those higher scoring games where the defense isn't really where it needs to be for the Kraken, but they're gonna be able to score their w- way out of some mistakes. I think Jared McCann game winner. All right, and then final game of the regular season, April 18th in Minnesota. We've been kind of scared by this Minnesota team all season long, but I think this is where the Kraken figure it out. My guess is, you know, Kraken will all be looking towards the postseason. Maybe Minnesota, maybe the Kraken are a playoff bubble team and they need this game. But I, I think this is where the Kraken get it done for the final game of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think they close it out on a win, at least for me going into this game. For my record, the Kraken will have 94 points. I think at that point in the stands, they will definitely still have something important to play for, you know, whether it's seeding or being kind of close to the bubble. I think I think it's going to be a meaningful game for them. Uh, just vibes, hunch, I don't know. I don't think it'll be a meaningful game for Minnesota. I think you might see them resting some players, and the Kraken will take advantage. All right. So that is the season, RJ. And my record has 81 games played. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just tack back on that win that I guess I took away earlier. I don't know. What, what right. should I do? Yeah, maybe you did count it right. I don't know. T- just t- just tack on the win. I have 82 games, so I don't know yeah. what the issue is. I-, I can I can count games in an 82-game season. I can't count uh, over-under team count versus player-based over-unders. We all yeah. have our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, that's though. true. Um, all right, so then my final season result for the Kraken is 44-31-7. and seven. How did we end up this close, Dylan? <laughs> because we spent a lot of time like talking about this on... team. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm at 44, 30, and 8. Okay. There we go. And um, for reference, everybody, last season, the Kraken finished the season 46, 28, and 8. Uh, so, I mean, we, we will think they take a, a small, tiny 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 little step back this year rj yep a two game step back yes is what we're predicting here with 96 points versus last season's 100 um i mean how are you feeling about this dylan because i I tried not to check the record too often while we were picking things i tried to just kind of let the momentum of the season flow and just kind of see where it ended up leading me but when you look at the final record i mean does that kind of sound right based on what you felt like you picked. Yeah, I do. And, and I think that it's one of those things where like, you know, if you had just said, what do you, you know, if we had asked each other this before we started, how do we think the Kraken will do? Where do we think they'll, they'll kind of finish? I think we both would have said they're going to be over 500, but I don't know that they're going to be like, you know, Oh, easy top two in this tough division, like, you know, 50 win team, right? Like, I don't think either of us would have really said that about this team. And so they, they kind of came out where we think they will. They're going to, you know, they're going to be in a similar boat to last year just because of how tough the division is that they play in. It's going to be hard to crack that top three. It's going to be really, really hard. But at the same time, this team is too good to not be a playoff team. And so I think they're going to kind of hover around in that same spot where it's, you know, are they can they get the third seed in the Pacific 
or are they going to kind of be a safer wild card team? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you look at last season's standings and you, you put that 96 points over there for the Kraken. And I mean, they end up in the same spot. They're in the top wild card spot. Winnipeg had 95. And whenever you're kind of in that mid 90s number, that's pretty much where you're going to land is that that high wild card. You know, maybe you get one of the low division spots. I mean, Tampa was third in the Atlantic last season with 98 points. So that's kind of more or less where, where you're looking to end up. And um, I just, I think, you know, we, we both agree that uh, without getting too much into the division preview, but yeah, I, I think we both agree the Kraken, you know, they, they are a good team. They're looking to take another step forward, but there are certain areas where they might regress and it might just kind of even out. Yeah. I really think that it will. I think, and this is, this is pretty similar to how I picked it. I think the team's going to roughly do as well as they did last year. I think they'll start off a little slower. they got to figure out what lineup they're going to go with. I think that is something that's going to happen to them early on in the season. And I think this year's team is going to be a lot less streaky. I don't really have them going on real big, long win streaks or big, long losing streaks like they kind of did last year. I think this team's going to be a much more even-keeled. Yeah, and I, I think for my picks, it kind of follows that pattern as well. Uh, it's it's going to respond to basically, you know, kind of what the matchups are, who the opponents are, and, and generally they're going to play their game and every team's going to come into it knowing what to expect from the Kraken. They're, as Jared McCann and other players said after this season, you're, you're not going to get away with this stuff anymore where teams underestimate you. Yeah, They're going to know what you're capable of. And I think you're going to see that, especially early on in the season, where, where teams are going to be more motivated to play the Kraken. And it's going to be harder to string together these big winning streaks like they had last season where you can kind of catch teams off guard. And, and you're going to just kind of have to earn those wins piecemeal and grind it out in the season because that's what this is. It's an 82-game grind. Um, and you know, I think if you can just hit the momentum at that right point, just be ready for the playoffs. And and I think that's where the Kraken are, I think are pretty well situated to do. Dylan, question for you, when looking at this schedule, because again, we, we hadn't really done a deep yeah. dive on the schedule or anything. What stood out to you as far as the opponents, the timing, everything? Because there were certainly some surprises for me. The big thing for me is that once again, I think it's going to be a really good January and a really tough February. That was like my, my big mm -hmm. takeaway was I was like, okay, we're going to be like really cooking through January. That's where the team is going to really pile up wins. We're going to start getting going. And then I looked at February schedule and I'm just like, wow, things are going to grind to a halt again post all-star break. Like, why does this keep happening? Yeah, I was feeling a lot of despair as we're going through that that February stretch and then even into early March. You've got mm -hmm. some tough road trips and you know playing Vegas twice through through yeah. mid-March. And but then I was so relieved when I saw that stretch at late March, yeah, early yeah, April, April, which is exactly when you want that stretch of yep. winnable games. I think the Kraken had that last season too, where I mean we talked about it a lot where they hadn't gotten wins against playoff teams. So like, yeah, they're beating the teams they should be, but they're not beating playoff teams, but it's good for their confidence. Like, right. Is that a good thing that you're able to just beat up on Arizona three times in a span of a couple weeks? Like, is that really prepping you for the playoffs? Apparently it did. It did. Yeah. Like, I think the results were good. So if you can get that sort of thing again, I don't see why you wouldn't want that. Right. And here's the other thing that I, that I took away is that there was not a lot of obvious times where it's like, oh yeah, this would be like, you know, backup goalie territory. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like, like there's obviously all the back to back days, you know, those are going to be splits between them. I'm going to be really, really interested to see how Dave Haxtell handles whatever the goaltending situation ends up looking like, because I think you and I are both in agreement. This goes for most goaltenders, but it sure seems to go for Philip Grubauer. If you can keep him, you know, with fewer games played through the regular season to keep him fresh for the postseason, that's the way to go. But looking at the schedule, there's not a lot of stretches of time where you really start looking at it and you're just like, yeah, that seems like a good spot to throw, you know, Joey a game or something like that. So it's going to be interesting. And I do worry about that a little bit. Me too. Just That's that, 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 that might be my... might not pull the trigger on that unless he has to. Yes. And that might be honestly my biggest worry for the Seattle crack in this upcoming season. And, and doing this exercise today kind of drove that home for me. And brought me that clarity. But my biggest worry is that Philip Grubauer is going to start like 60 to 63 games and just not, he's going to be too tired for the postseason. And and I don't know that Hackstall's the kind of guy to keep that in mind or to, you know, lessen however many games he's had, especially if Philip Grubauer looks good. Right, it's going to be really hard. If we know this from Hackstall, if somebody's looking good, he's going to keep playing them until they're not looking good anymore. And and I just don't know that that's the way to handle Philip Grubauer this year. Right, Hackstall, he's a very thoughtful coach. He does think deeply about these things, and I know he considers this stuff. But also, yeah, like you said, his philosophy. If the guy's playing well, he doesn't like to mess with it. Yeah. And and especially goalies, like they don't always know what's good for themselves. Like they, they'll always want to play all the time. Every goalie, if they're healthy, would tell you they want to play 82 games. And that's just not what's best for them. So I think that might be something that, that Hackstall might struggle to deal with as any coach would. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, I mean, may, again, maybe having three goalies helps you solve that problem a little bit more. If you, if Drieger's playing well in the AHL or Decord, you know, whatever, yeah. whoever doesn't win the backup job and you want to get him some reps. I mean, it, it can be almost an excuse to kind of make Grubauer sit the number of games that he really should sit. Yeah. The problem is we, we have them in that kind of borderline territory Right. Where it's not going to be and like every wow. game's going to matter. And I yes, it, it, it's not in his DNA no. to, to lay off the gas when, you know, you're still very much, you know, in the thick of things. It's, it's just not what he does. It's going to be a really interesting one. But now is the time. RJ, we did not do a good job sticking to the thirty nine and point five one seconds or whatever we had to talk about each game. How long did we go? Over an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast. But now is the time <laughs> where we can turn it around and uh, we want to hear from all of you. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, comment section on YouTube if that's where you're watching this. Tweet at us uh, at Emerald City HKY. Hit us up on Instagram. And then, of course, on the Discord. That's really where a lot of these conversations end up taking place. But I'm very curious to hear uh, what people think about what you and I did, kind of where we have the crack in this upcoming season, kind of being in a similar spot to last year. Um, or if people disagree, they think the Kraken are going to be, you know, really rock solid in the division this year, or if they might even regress further. I'm really intrigued by that. And then definitely that goaltending question as well. I think that's going to be a big one, but uh, that's going to do it for And if there's any single games you you have a certain feeling about too, let us know, get those receipts down, have them timestamped, be ready because I'm sure we will go through those as the season goes on. And hey, if you were right about something, if you're feeling, hey, you know, uh, February 12th at New Jersey, 
uh, you know, there's going to be a double hat trick from somebody. You're just feeling it right now. Let us know. And, and when it happens, uh, make sure to let us know that you were right about it. So I, I'm interested to see, you know, kind of what you're all thinking. If you have specific games that you're, you're feeling something about. Yes. Who will score the double hat trick on my sister's birthday? That'll be a fun one <laughs> against the devils. Um, but yes, that is the time. And then, you know what? You can just show up for that night's post game live show and just be like, the ruler of that room like that whole night then you just know everybody's just gonna be like whoa so everybody definitely is gonna want to have that uh that opportunity so definitely let us know another last shout out to queen Anne beer hall for sponsoring this podcast as always incredible sponsors of us and uh, that's gonna do it for this week's podcast we'll see you all next week for our way too early division preview for the pacific division it's gonna be a good one till then though everybody we'll see you next time Hey everyone, before we go, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash emeraldcityhockey, especially our Terror of the Deep patrons. Absurdly Sane, Alex, Andrew, Anonymous, Ben, Brad, Burnt Krem, Kaylin, Chris, Cody, Connor, Coop, Daryl, Denise, DJ Singletone, Duthin, Eli, Elizabeth, Evan, Habak, Gaby, Gary, Gregory, Harry Legionary, Jay, Jane, Jeremy, Jessica, Joni, Joseph, Josh, Joshua, Katie, Keegan, Kepler, Kitty B. Kraken, Leanne, Blight, Lonnie, Mark, Maya, Michael, Michelle, Noah, Nori, Nunya, Paige, Paul, Rayanne, Rebecca, Ryan, Sarah, Scott, C.A. Kraken, Sean B., Sean O., Sergey, Shannon, Shoeshine, Skeletal Tendency, Steve, Steven, Striatic, Hasty Kobold, Team YMIAT, Tank Commander Ty, Wendy, Strife, and Zane. Thank you so much for making all this possible. We really appreciate your support.